0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Nami Inui and welcome to our changing world from RNZ National. Now, a quick update on Kakapo. I've just returned from a short visit to Ho, Codfish Island where Department of Conservation staff and volunteers are working so hard to look after the kakapu chicks that are still on nests. Many of them are getting close to fledging, and it looks like we'll have 36 more kakapu after this bumper breeding season. Some chicks are struggling, though, and have had to be taken off their island sanctuaries to be hand-reared in Invercargill. Veronica pays a visit. just as Vet Nurse Alicia Sheriff is preparing the chicks' food. Hello there, um my name's Alicia. I work for Kākāpō Recovery. Um, I'm one of the hand rears here in the at our new centre. Yeah.
1: So now we're just getting some food ready for the chicks that are
0: here. Yeah, so um, we've got two batches. We've got 12 chicks in total at the moment, and we've got five large ones or six large ones, so um, over 50 days. And then our second batch, which is our little fluffies, are under 50 days. So because Anchor and Pukunui started earlier in the season... Um, we have older chicks and younger chicks, so codfish was slightly behind. Um, so, we have quite a distinctive change in the, in the age groups that we have currently. So, yeah, I'll do um, make up this food for the bigger older birds for are due to go back to the island in two weeks. So, they'll go back to their own island or wherever they might be needed? Uh, yeah, unfortunately we're going to not return the anchor birds to anchor. We're going to uh, do most of the weaning on codfish, whenoa um, and that's mainly because of um, cloacitis, which is a, um, a... Oh, this is a crusty bum? The crusty bum, yeah. So some of these birds have been exposed to that, um, so they're not necessarily actively um, infected, but they have been exposed to it, to, so to minimise that risk on anchor, we're just going to do um for these guys. So, yeah. That first wave of birds will go on in two weeks, which is exciting because they get to go outside, they're in outside pens, um, and they start to learn and really develop their climbing skills and their foraging skills, and they start to become sort of adult kākāpō, just like the ones in the wild that are starting to fledge now. They start to experiment and learn, and just like um, any sort of... Uh, creature I guess for the first time leaving home. So yeah, it's quite, quite quite a fun time to to watch them do all that stuff. So we just need to weigh out all the food. Um, and all their amounts are uh, measured out based on their age and weight. And so this complicated looking board is what we follow daily and just update it with daily weights, um, change of age, and then their food volumes.
1: So it's literally every chick has their own specialised?
0: Yeah, pretty volume. much. So, yeah, that's all tailored based on their, their weight and age. And then um, we've got different food formulas just because some birds are on different percentages of solids so I've got two types of formulas that I need to make up there, but it's the same food that we use for all of the birds. So what's in it? This is just a commercial um, hand-rearing parrot food called KT Exact, um, and this is donated by um, the company that makes it, which is from America, so we get it um, imported and then use a distributor to supply us. We've found that it's um, really good for hand-rearing kākāpō, and they do quite well on it, so we stick with this one. I like to warm up the bowls first just so you don't lose the heat. So with kākāpō food, when we're making it up, the most important thing is temperature. For the food that we drop in the syringes, it's around um, 43 degrees, which is quite warm for uh, parrot species, but it tends to be what works best for kākāpō chicks, so that's what we make it up at. So if they were being fed by their mum, it would be coming from her crop at her body temperature? That's right, yep. So she regurgitates, from her crop like you said into theirs um, and then it's obviously mixed with her saliva and her, her, her good um, flora and bacteria which helps I guess with the digestion and, and immunity of that chick we add to their food um, acidophilus um, just to give them extra um, gut flora
1: But they would have all had some interaction with either their mum or foster mum, so they might have been
0: inoculated in that sense. Yep, but um, some of them didn't, so um, we did incubate quite a few of the chicks, or the eggs this season, and then... Um, put them out as small small chicks, so they, they definitely have had that interaction, but like some of these older ones, we've been hand-rearing for quite a while. So in the past, we've tried added adult kākāpō poo to the food to give them that good flora to help with their digestion. So we do a water bath to, obviously, once we've made the food, we want to keep it at temperature, um, and then we draw it up once it comes down to 43 and that um, water bath just ensures that it gets to the bird at the optimum temperature to feed. Stays at the temperature. Yeah, then. it's quite important. If you feed kākāpō food that's too cold, um, it can slow them, their crop down, so they can get um, sour crop or uh, crop stasis. Or um, if you give it too hot, you can actually burn the crop and cause quite a lot of damage. So it's really important.
1: This is the fun part. <laughs> do you guys want to come through and the So these would all be roughly from about 35 days to 45 days old. So do you know why each of them came off the island? The main reason would have been that they were either low weight on the island, they may have had some injuries or respiratory issues, or something that we wanted to monitor more closely. Because we've got a vet that works here most of the season, we've got a vet based here so they can get some really good care. (laughs) They look happy enough in there. Yeah. There's a lot of the older chicks right there. Yeah, these are the older ones. So these, some of these will be going back to the island next Wednesday, which will be pretty exciting. We get to graduate and go back.
0: So that's Ardunga. He's uh, probably second largest boy, and we've just got um, a semi wild one come off anchor the other day. So um, it was a bit of a shock. I think being pulled out of the wild and then coming into a captive situation so yesterday we put it with the rest of them and he's become a lot more social pretty much within a couple of hours so he was quite difficult to feed initially Um, and now he's becoming a lot better so he's actually in the nebuliser at the moment, he's got a bit of a nasal infection so we're just uh, treating him with antibiotics.
1: I quite like Aranga too just because I've had a bit more to do with him than I have with some of the others. So he was losing a bit of weight when he was younger. So I've done a few walks up and down the length of valley, which is one of the tracks on Fenua Ho, uh, with him in a little polystyrene box, taking him from either from the portacom up to Rakiura's nest or or back down again. So he was chirping away in the box the whole time. And, yeah, it's very chatty. It's quite, quite a nice bird too. He's got lovely long facial whiskers and, yeah, it just looks really cute. Certainly looking chubby now. Yeah, so uh, I think Leisha was just saying he's our second largest bird in in this particular pen. So he's he's doing pretty well. He looks pretty happy. He's getting pretty into his apple at the moment. They're pretty,
0: they're pretty savvy now. Aren't they? Do you want me to do some? Yeah. Well, that's the old So if you just find the bird and tell me what you got, and I'll give you the syringe. So this is Titapu. This is our oldest female I think, and she's real keen, Blue. as you can see. She definitely knows something's coming. Yeah, it's a big open mouth. So they're really there. used to to the crop tube now. No, oh, he doesn't like his head being touched either. Oh, doesn't he? So don't grab the back of his head. You know. mm. So I'm holding the tube. Um, inside the beak so that they can't clamp down because these guys are quite bitey now they're sort of realising the strength of their beak and so they can, they're capable of clamping the tube and we can lose it in the crop which would then um, require surgery to get it out if we couldn't manually get it out so we're quite pedantic about um, the style the way we feed them at this age She's Getting strong, yeah. yeah, strong and really keen to be fed And the way you're holding that beak right now, that's what the mum would do as well? Yeah, I guess it's similar. So the way she would feed would be um, to clamp onto the side of the the beak there and then regurgitate. So that pumping motion is what the chicks do to encourage mum to feed and also to help swallow that food. And that was veterinary nurse Alicia Sheriff and Kakapo Ranger Karen Andrew. And if you're in Enkavakau or travelling south, you can see the Kakapo chicks during the weekends for the rest of this month. That's all for now, but you can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ underscore science. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, Adermectinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over twenty years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.